Well, good morning. Our passage this morning is, is not going to be up on the screen because it goes like this. Proverbs 27:17. As iron sharpens iron, so, so one man sharpens another. Say that with me. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And it's not just about men, in case you wonder. That's a proverb. It's one of those wisdom sayings that we have. Now, I used to write a devotional some years back. It was called This Day and... And uh, it was uh, part of a website that I had with divinelife.org and uh, D-E-V-I-N-E instead of D-I-V. I didn't want to make too big a claim. So, um, and, and, I ran, and, and I was going to serve on a walk to Emmaus, and this was our passage. It was Proverbs 27:17. And so I was like, well, that ought to be really easy to write about. As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. And it was a men's retreat. And so I thought, well, I'll just go write this up. This won't take very long at all. And I, went to check it out. So I went and I go look. So, so first question, does the iron sharpen iron? Uh-oh. <laughs> well, does iron, do you use iron to sharpen iron? Those of you who, who sharpen stuff up. Anybody got any garden tools? What do you use to sharpen them? Stone. Stone, whetstone, yeah. So, so what was going to be really easy was like, oh, no, now what am I going to do with this? This is the Bible. This is the Word of God. This has got to be right. So, and it is, by the way, in case the end of the story is that it is right. When you're going to work on one of those garden tools, what do you do first before you take it to the wet stone? What if it's got a bunch of nicks and a bunch of birds and a bunch of things wrong? What's five things? Iron sharpens iron. Or you get one of them grinding wheels or something, and I also had to look at the context because this is—I mean, we got a lot more stuff now than they used to have back when this proverb was written. Back then, iron may well have been how they sharpened stuff; they just didn't get stuff very sharp. But iron is used to take nicks off and burrs off. There's a little smooth out the rough edges. Iron is used to begin the sharpening process. But that's a literal interpretation and that's not really what this passage is about, is it? How do we as people help one another to become who it is that God is calling us to be? And that brings us back. We need to be in connection to one another. One of our marks of discipleship is to be in relationship, spirit, to develop spiritual relationships, to be in relationships where we have somebody who's sharpening on us. Right? Who's teaching us. Who's, who's taking those burrs off of us. We need a mentor. We need a discipler. We need a, a Paul. But that's in there, because if all we do is receive, that's not really living the Christian life. We also need to be using what's been given to us and pouring it out into the lives of others. So we need to be able to do that as well. So those, those relationships that we develop work both ways. Somebody's helping us to grow as a disciple, and we're helping somebody else to grow as a disciple. It's not just a one-way street. It's a, it's a flowing of, of how, how it works in community. Iron sharpening iron in the sense that we're able when in community to take off the burrs, the nicks, and the scouts that happen in life is real and that's true and it's something that we can grab hold of. 
But the beautiful thing about God, I love this about God. God wants us to be more than just uh, the gouges and birds taken off. He wants us to be a new creation. He wants us to be mature. He wants us to be beyond anything that we can see. So he takes what we do and he takes it to the next level. See, he polishes us. God is our whetstone. God is the one that sharpens us. He takes us beyond where we can. We are God's masterpiece. Did you know that? That you are God's masterpiece. You know the Bible tells us that? Ephesians 2.10 For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. See, our job is to work together to take the burrs off, get the nicks, the scrapes, and the dings prepared. We are the preliminary process and God will take it to the, the, the next step. He will work within us and through us. He'll refine us. He'll make us razor sharp. You will have an impact that you can't have without Him. It's a beautiful thing when it happens. He polishes us into a, a beautiful, sharpened blade. It's an amazing thing. If we're willing to call on Him. So as iron sharpens iron, so one person indeed sharpens another. And I hope that you have those people in your life who are helping you with that. Another view could be, as one person sharpens another, God refines and polishes that person into His own image. He uses a chisel sometimes.
to this process, they just want to talk, but they don't want to do the work. So do you want to talk or kind of chill? Talk, chill? No, 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 no. I choose to chill. Through my Holy Spirit, I've been bringing up things in your life that I want you to work on. Like your anger. I created the emotion that you use it in the wrong way. Um, compare yourself to others instead of me. You tell little white lies because you want people please. You're lazy. But you try to fool everybody by looking really, really busy. You have a problem with lust? No, no. <laughs> I don't really have a problem with You don't have a problem with lust. No, I do not even have a what? I think I'm sorry. I mean, I, I gotta admit, I, I feel like you've been doing some great work and I'm looking pretty good right now. Alright, what are you looking at the mirror? What do you see? See me? Okay, then I need to keep chiseling away because ultimately you and other people need to see my son. Okay, don't misunderstand me. It's just, um, when I look more like Jesus, People get uncomfortable around me. I mean, even my church friends, and they're like, oh, you're holier than that. No, I don't always just make people uncomfortable. So, what you're saying is you've got to play God in certain areas of your life for you to be God in your whole life. That is not what I said. It's what you meant. Yes, it is. Um, it's hard to talk to you. You know everything that I'm thinking. I'm just saying it doesn't bring work. Maybe we take a break, sabbatical from each other, you know. I'll stay right here, and then, you That's know. just that you never just stay right there. You're either going toward me or away from me. What you guys call control? Do you want to control things or life and add chisel? Control, chisel, control. No, chisel, chisel. Alright. But can we chisel our own? That's called control. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and this right here is secret sin that you keep running to when you're hurting, angry, lonely, tired, that you think you're fooling everybody, but it's making a whitewashed tomb. Are you ready for me to show the study of life? Yes. See, it's a process. It's not a sprint, it's a marathon. It's your whole life. But you care so deeply about what other people think of you. It's rubbish. It's garbage. The greatest thing you're ever going to hear is at the end of your life, when you hear me saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what you keep your eye on. That's the prize. Heaven word.
children have to say. Try me. Just go. Uh, I let it down so many times, God. No, child. You were never holding me up. I hold you up with my victorious righteous right hand. Never did the way around. In this relationship, I hold you up. Just a Just, just be prepared for what you can find.
want you to do something. I want you to look at her and I want you to say, Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Tommy is God. I don't know you see yourself, but you're trying so desperately for us to see you. But maybe for the first time in your life, the way I see you, the way I created you. Tommy is God's original masterpiece. Yes, you are. So, God is not each You are the original masterpiece. You know, we listen to a lot of voices in our life. We listen to Voices that beat us up, voices that keep us down. As believers, we have an identity of Jesus Christ. It's powerful. If you've got that, you'll, you'll see a line on the inside. If you'll write your name on the top of that, there should be pennies all over the place in the front. On the front of this little card, it says, the Ephesians passage where we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things He planned for us long ago. And then as you open it up, read that to me. What's it say? I didn't hear your name. Thank you. 